Greetings, flesh creatures. It is I, Megatron. On behalf of TFYLP, I want to congratulate you for listening to the most refined collective podcast on this miserable little planet Earth. Yes. Here you'll find knowledgeable fans discussing every aspect of Transformers and beyond. Now, enjoy the show while I continue my path to complete conquest of all of you miserable biological entities. Predacons, terrorize! Hello, welcome to TFYLP episode 408 for, what is it, November 30th? Uh, so tonight I have with me a Destron. Forever. Uh, I have an Anna. Greetings. I have a Christian. What's up? And I have a Paul. You're, on you're, you're muted. You failed that. <laughs> yeah, nice. Horrible fail. Nice. That was fantastic. How did I? I'm glad you're here. Anyway. These buttons just are so hard to use. <laughs> so tonight, uh, you know, Anna has not been on the show for a while because, you know, uh, life and work gets in the way sometimes. I teach uh, classes at night. Ta-da. Yeah. So, as soon as she got back, I said, you know what the perfect topic is for tonight? Let's talk about these rules that Anna has, or just rules in general. Like, what are our collecting rules? This will be fantastic. We can all talk about, you know, the the wonderfulness of how we collect Transformers here. So, yes, it's Microcasters Plus, that's right. It is Microcasters Plus. It's Microcasters Plus Plus. It's true. Sometimes we take over the main show. Is anyone saying that's a bad thing? Perchance we're double casters. Macro. We're always macro casters. We never make small shows. Anyway, regardless, before we already get distracted tonight, uh, I would just like to start with saying, like, why do we need to have rules? And I feel like if you don't have some sort of guidelines, rules, or something to help you kind of cull your collection to keep from buying everything. You end up out of control in several oh Look at his face. What? Please continue. Yes. I don't like no more. Uh, I'm I, I know the reaction that I'm getting from one of my one of my fellows. <laughs> Anyway, so the reason you might want to do this, maybe for monetary reasons, maybe because your spouse yells at you if you buy too many things, it may be because you run out of space, it may be because you run out of things to collect, <laughs> who knows why you How do you run out of things to collect? Like, that's impossible. That was a joke. I, I was attempting humor, but I'm kind of... Um, what do you call it? Monotone. So my jokes don't translate well. Anyway, 
So you might need rules for one of those reasons, right? Because there are a lot of things out there with the Transformers label on them these days. You know, there's many different toy lines and other types of collectibles. There's all the third-party crap that I keep falling into. If you buy all of that, it gets a little expensive and expansive. And I, wanna, I can't touch Peter right now. <laughs> I want to jump in real quick. Christian asked me to be on tonight because I thought we were having a, a therapy session for him, but it turns out this is an intervention for me. <laughs> Surprise! So, so actually, therapy session got rescheduled for two weeks. It, it's actually a, a pick on Anna session, but we're going to start it with a therapy. Well, session. I, I think it, probably everybody. You know, we could all talk about you know some of the various issues that that we've had. So. Um, yeah. I was under the impression this is a no therapy podcast. <laughs> yeah, I know. As, as Anna says, that we're not allowed to give like advice or something like that, right? Didn't he say that because we can't be perfect? I, I can't remember what your whole spiel we're is. We're not allowed to give mental health advice. We're That's not allowed to give is. mental health advice. I'm not. <laughs> the rest not. of you are also There's not. a conflict. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm definitely not. So. But, uh, but yeah, no, I, I know that I myself, at least, you know, Anna, like kind of what you had touched on before, when I first started collecting, I was like collecting everything that had Transformers on it and it got to be a lot. And I was like, wait a minute, like I have all this stuff and I'm not sure that I even want, you know, all of it or half of it or whatever. And, you know, all the movie stuff went on clearance and boy, let me get it all. And then I'm like, why do I have these totes full of movie figures and and whatever? So, yeah. And I realized a long time ago, one problem that was really bothering me was this whole concept of checkbox figures, right? Like I made this, I made this flawed rule that I just wanted one of everybody. But why do I need certain figures that are kind of crappy if I don't even like them. And that's when I realized that I needed more robust rules to keep myself from owning things that annoy me. Well, that's my question. So to like get, get into it, I know Anna, your big rule has been a one per character rule that you want to have the definitive for Anna version of, of each character, like one per character. And I've never actually seen you abide by that rule, but like that that is the rule so like how did that come to be i've only broken that rule for half the characters on my desk right now i'll have you know <clears throat> two-thirds no half. <laughs> <laughs> well i was gonna hold up this guy and be like this is definitely my only rubble guys let me tell you the only one i own for sure it is yeah. not i have three <sighs> So the reason I came up with the one for character rule is twofold. One, that it made sense to me. Like, it, logically, I just thought, like, I need one of every character. But that turned into checkbox territory, which bugged me personally. But when I started sharing my space with another human, he started to influence me and that he only wanted me to have so many things. So we had to, we talked a lot about, you know, my collecting and how it could easily become a virus that takes over the entire house. And what we could do in order to kind of, you know, stymie that a little bit, hold it back. And the thing we came up with was, oh, well, if we just do one per character. I don't think he quite realized it was like 2014 at the time that we were going to get into obscure character territory 
with Combiner Wars, making a bunch of unique characters that don't usually get toys, and then the Titus Returns line doing the same thing with Headmasters, and it just got more obscure after that. So it's a kind of flawed rule to limit the number. But the idea was to limit the the spread. My toys weren't supposed to multiply like rabbits. They were supposed to multiply like toys. <clears throat> so my other question about the one per character is, is what do you define as a character? For example, like Optimus Prime, like would you say that the G1 Optimus Prime versus the movie Optimus Prime versus IDW Optimus, like, you know, on down the list of these different fictional representations, like could you have one for each, like, Universal version? stream. Universal stream. Just, I mean, we're, we got to know the terminology. Different Optimi for different universal streams. Come on, Christian, don't roll your eyes. No, no, I'm not rolling my eyes. I'm just wondering if Lucas and Anna know what that is. Oh. Sure. I'm with you. I'm always with you. <laughs> to answer Lucas's question, I think that is where things get really fuzzy really fast. Because, yeah, it's sometimes I make that exception, but I kind of feel like it's kind of a flimsy exception sometimes, especially when the designs are really similar. Or, like, you know, one thing I had to get past really quick, and one thing I'm still trying to learn how to get past and I need to get back to is only owning characters I care about, right? So, like, I don't need to own Cyberverse Optimus Prime because I don't think Cyberverse Optimus Prime is a very interesting character. Like, I really don't think he's interesting. I think he's a boring, you know, generic Prime type character. Whereas, you know, G1 Prime is something I need to own because he has, like, some sort of impact on me and blah, blah, blah. So that that is where it gets really fuzzy because, you know, a lot of times characters like Prime look very similar or Soundwaves or Megatrons or whatever else. <clears throat> so it's tricky. But I do, I do frequently count the different versions of different characters. Like, it bothers me right now that I currently have MP Hot Rod but I also have a Legend Skull, um, a Hot Rod slash Rodimus. He's more of a Rodimus, but mostly a Hot Rod. I don't really know which he is because he's kind of an awkward build in between the two. But it bothers me that I have those two. But it doesn't bother me that I have both my MP Hot Rod and Animated Hot Rod because they're a Rodimus, whichever he is. Because they're very different looking. They're very different characters. So I'm cool with it. And like I said, it gets flaky really fast. That's it. Continue. Yeah, I don't know. So, I mean, the, the question is, is like, have you modified your rules as you've been going? And, you know, obviously you're, you know, all of our collecting has changed over the years and whatnot. Have you... Because you came up with that rule in 2014. So, I mean, yeah. six years later here. So, I kind of messed it up. And I messed it up, not surprisingly, when I started hanging out with you all. Um, which is not all that shocking. And really, I could only blame Lucas. Because I started hanging out with the, the Kansas City folks when I moved out this way. Who were collectors. I had never found a collecting group, right? I never found a like group of other toy collectors to hang with. So as soon as I did, I started to pick up bad habits. And what ruined it for me was Ultra Magnus collecting. I said, Ultra Magnus is my favorite Transformer. I'm going to get all the Ultra Magni. Because that's totally fine. 
And what I realized is that that suddenly meant that, well, maybe I should also have more than one Bumblebee. Maybe I should also have more than one RC. Maybe I should also have more than one Soundwave. These are all my, like, favorite designs and characters. The so why not? has sprung right 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 and here's the problem the part of my collection that makes me the least happy and possibly the most unhappy is literally in my ultra magnus collection i hate it like it brings me no pleasure when i look over and say god i have so many of this guy and half of them suck why do i have these like it just totally backfired because now now i have a bunch of bumblebees but i like all of them I have a bunch of RCs, but I like all of them. I have a bunch of sound waves, and I like well, all of them. Can I ask a question? Sure. Like, what, what... So you've talked about, like, your rules, but, like, what qualifies a toy as sucking if that bothers you? Like, what makes, a qual- what makes something quality and not quality? You know, and that is super subjective, but, like, that is a rule that I think is very important to me that I'm not going to change. I shouldn't own a toy I don't like. Like the checkbox figures I was talking about before. Yeah. Like if I am owning a toy just because I need a version of that character. I was trying to find something on my desk that I hate. But really there isn't anything because I've gone through and gotten rid of the figures I don't like many times in my collecting. Like, you know, for instance, I have this G2 swindle here. If I didn't like this figure, it would not be worth it for me to own it just to say I have a swindle. Right, like I do like this figure. I do like this is one of the Combiner Wars designs. I think is really cool because um, he is equal to all. That's like the whole reason. Um, but still, you know, like if I didn't like this figure, I shouldn't own it. I guess unless I like the combined mode, that's getting flaky again. So easy to get flaky on these. You can make up whatever rules you want, and you know, and and justify them. Wholeheartedly, full throatedly, you can be like, "Yeah, these are my rules," and you know, defend them in any direction that you want, good or bad. And break the rules if you need to. You can bend around them. I don't break the rules. I bend them a lot. Who's that? Magnus? No. Look at Christian. Look at he's having a meltdown. Sideswipe. 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 You were right the first time. Good job. Sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> um, I, I have, I have, in my collecting Transformers, I have a different set of rules than I do for everything else. Star Wars had a set of rules. GI Joe has a set of rules that I, I try really hard to adhere to, um, and it's a mostly one per character type thing. Mostly, depending on the character. I don't. I'm not a Snake Eyes or Storm Shadow guy, so I don't need 400 Snake Eyes and Storm Shadows, but. Uh, do I need the Battlecore versions of everybody? No. And I know this. I'm, I'm on a Joe tangent a little bit, but one per character is fine with Joe's. Um, mask is an everything thing. I need all the mask stuff. But I don't need all the international variants except for the European variants and maybe the South American variants, which pretty much puts me at everything. So so brain damage. Um for my class, for my I say classic Masters of the Universe, but that's not what I mean. For my original Masters of the Universe stuff, yeah, I need everything. I need all the weirdo Italian stuff. I need the, the I need some of the weird knockoffs. I need because because brain damage. Um, what else do I collect? I collect turtles, Ninja Turtles, just the original series stuff uh, from Playmates. Do I need everything there? No. When I run out of things to buy, will I buy everything? 
will I get bored and get it? Uh, yeah. You know, the, yeah. the thing that's kind of amazing when you think about all of these lines is, like, how many toys there are. Like, Masters of the Universe, like, how many characters... Like, even if you did one per character on Masters of the Universe, I mean, you're talking a fair amount of characters. Same thing with Transformers is the same way. Like, at least Ninja Turtles, like, you could get some weird... Like, there's a fair amount of stuff, you know? And I guess, again, like... Do you count the turtles, all the variants of the accessories and all that kind of stuff too? But uh, yeah, and that's the thing is, you you encapsulated it perfectly right there. Do you count X, whether it's turtle variants or weirdo characters or you know different different iterations of of of, of whatever thing you've defined? It, it all it's all subjective. Like someone said earlier, it I don't know. For me, with Transformers. In 1984, a four-year-old Peter said, I'm going to own all these Transformers. And then in the early 90s, he found an ad saying that there were Transformers in Europe that weren't available in the States. And he read a letter by some dude named James Roberts in the back of a comic book in like 1990 that said, we have figures here that you don't get over there. And we have figures here that we didn't get that you guys got. And I was like, oh, so it's different in different countries. So I need to go to different countries and figure out the rules for those countries. And then in 95, 96, I got online and was like, there's all sorts of stuff in Japan that I just had no idea about. So I better, so my rules didn't narrow my scope so much as they exploded my scope and, and turned me into a madman. Um, and we're making progress. We're making progress. We have a lot of toys and we're going to have all the space and have all the toys. The end. See, oh, there you go. See, now, for you, you imagined the rules would limit your collection, and that's kind of like how you brought upon this topic, right? Little did you know that with Peter, it turns out his rule, like, that he lived by from the time that he was four was to get all of them, and so that's actually exploded his collection. I, I think I ran into that a little bit, too. Like, I don't, I don't have the scope of Peter. At all. Like, I, I don't collect that much stuff. I cannot own that many items. I would get confused because I'm not an organized person by nature. So that doesn't work super well for me. However, it, kind of the same thing almost happened when I kind of expanded my knowledge of Transformers. When I started getting into other stuff, I kind of did the same thing Peter did. And then I realized there were all these other characters. You know, at first, say, one for character was like, well, I'm going to go get the you know, first season cast of the G1 show. And then it's like, well, there's also these other guys that they're starting to get cool toys. They didn't have those before, so I need them too. And then I started to, you know, read. I went back and read the G1 Marvel comics. It was like, oh, all these new characters that I didn't realize were here. And then I went back and watched some of the Japanese cartoons, and then suddenly I cared about those characters. And then now I'm reading the IDW comics, and I'm looking at those older MMC figures now and thinking, hmm, maybe I should get more of those. They're not as expensive as they used to be because I'm starting to care about those characters characters and it just like it can keep expanding because the way you tell a story in Transformers unfortunately is you keep adding characters that most of the time you just blow them up in a couple pages or issues or episodes but you know you just keep throwing in more characters <laughs> and the more characters well, you throw it, in the better it is it turns it turns out I think that uh, a lot of these stories are made up by toy companies that their objective is to sell more toys and so that's why they introduce the additional characters I think but I thought that's what I hear 
when I was a kid and started out for the first time, you know, I started out at my blockbuster, everyone knows that. And then I got online and saw just how vast the Transformers toy line was. I started out like Peter's like, I want all of this. And as, you know, I learned more. Beast Wars was happening. I figured out Beast Wars was connected to G1. And then the Unicron trilogy started and there was robots in disguise and all of this stuff. And I was like, wow, this is too much stuff. There is no way. I will realistically be able to ever get all of it. So we're not going to do that. We're just going to get things I like. But in 1984, when I, when I made that promise to myself, there were only 27 characters or 28, if you count bumper, but there was was, 14 years later. Right. Right. So my, when I made that commitment or whatever, the scope was a little bit different. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. When I first made the one for character commitment, it sounded reasonable. It was like, I'll own 90 figures at one point. <laughs> I remember 90. But the, the one thing I feel like it kind of, you know, can get you in trouble if you are one per character is, again, like, you know, Hasbro, Pulse, Select Exclusive, G2, Sandstorm, or whatever, like, all this kind of stuff where you're like, oh, well, like... There's the one character, so then you end up getting that because that's the only representation of that character, whereas, like, you might not necessarily get it otherwise, but you're, like, again, checking that box with that with that character. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So, However, sometimes with certain characters, even though you have just the one per, like, like we talked about masterpiece mirage a couple of shows ago and and there is no masterpiece mirage there there are 17 third-party representations that are an effigy uh, of masterpiece mirage uh, so box checking becomes complicated when you factor in third party now I've, i actually have rules for third party stuff that don't adhere to my get everything rules that you know that are for official product so some of it's box checking some of it's oh that just looks cool like like the Gen 2 Watermelon Mirage. He just looks cool. And, and he scratches an itch, but not an official itch. But it's an official itch, but it's not a released official itch. Set me on fire. I want that toy. I have it. But, you know, I want the original now. I want to find it. I know where it's at. Anyway, so... <clears throat> Would that yes. be uh, Rick's, Rick's house? <laughs> where that is? <laughs> Um, so I, I have one really, I, I wouldn't even say rule. I'm, I'm going to talk about rules versus guidelines in a minute, but I only have one rule really. And it's one I try to stick to as often as possible, very few exceptions. And that is in this day and age, I don't think it's necessary to spend more than $100 on a toy. Generally what I collect is generations. <laughs> yeah. Bye Peter. <clears throat> Generally, what I collect is Generations, or I collect Studio Series, or Bot Bots, or, you know, that sort of anything that Hasbro's making. Generally speaking, Hasbro doesn't make figures that cost over $100. The Titans are an exception, obviously. Combiner sets that they're doing right now, that's the same thing, but they're also figures. That's cool, too. But the, the idea there is to kind of make myself think twice about spending lots of money. You know, that's, you know, to a lot of people, a lot of money on one thing is it really worth it to get you know 150 dollars masterpiece hound at the same price where i can get you know eight earthrise deluxes 
No, I don't think so. And brought up in the chat, Zaldron says, you know, you don't spend more than $100 per figure. So does that mean that you don't have any fun with your collection? I'm, I'd like to give you an opportunity to to answer that, like, uh, honestly. No. In fact, uh, I guess now is a good time to talk about my rules versus guidelines deal. I think having any sort of hard and fast, I can never break this, I have to do this thing rule would take all the fun out of collecting for me forever and I would quit. I mean, there's no reason to put yourself in a box. There just isn't. Don't do it. Don't have rules. Have guidelines. Have general ideas about what you want to do. Like, I don't generally collect Masterpiece now. But it's not a hard and fast rule. If a Masterpiece jazz ever comes down the line, I will give it a real hard look. If they ever do, if they ever actually release Masterpiece Raiden, yeah, I'm going to get that. Give me some train bots. But in general, no, I don't collect Masterpiece. So yeah, I have plenty of fun with my collection. I have a lot of fun with my collection. I think putting rules on it would make it so I don't. Putting a guideline on it means that I you know, don't ruin my life with it. And I think that's really going to vary from person to person because, like, for some of us, some of us have, you know, a, a certain type of quirkiness where fulfilling rules actually brings us pleasure. Like, I love it when I follow my rules. Like, I get very excited about following my rules when I, like, successfully get all the things on my checklist done before I log off my computer at night, even if it's one in the morning. I feel way better because I'm like, ooh, I made it. I did my rule. I did it. It literally says on my calendar, you may not leave work until you do this, that, or the other as a command. And, you know, that's just my personality. Um, that's just how I am, though. Good. So, like, when I, when I do during this break clean out and go back to one per character, for the most part, it's going to make me feel better. Like, it will actually bring me, like, more pleasure than owning the multiple characters because the rules do actually excite me. But that's just me, you know, that's a, that's my weirdness, my quirk that, you know, some people have in collecting and some people don't have that, you know, some people need it more open-ended like Christian so they can have fun with it. Like it's literally how I have fun is by kind of calling my collection to fit my own rules. That would make me happier. I don't realize we're quite so opposite. That's interesting. It's great. <laughs> I think my open endedness allows me to experience stuff like Cyberverse, where normally I would just say, you know, get away with that kid stuff and, and get it out of here. But if we do a review, like, if, like you get, you've got Cyberverse RC and B and stuff, you're like, hey, these are actually kind of fun. It allows me to say, hey, I like having fun, so I'll go grab one of those on a sale or on a whim and say, hey, this was a pretty fun toy. But I wouldn't make a rule against that. Like, I wouldn't make a rule against owning Cyberverse. I wouldn't make a rule against owning BotBots because those rules wouldn't make me happy, right? So, like, you definitely shouldn't, like, I agree with Christian, you shouldn't make rules that wouldn't make you happy. If a rule would make you happy, you should make it. Like, the one that's been shaky for me has been the movie rule. Like, I told myself, you have to stop buying movie stuff because it pisses you off. Like, because I, like, I think a lot of the designs are super cool and they're really fun. But I've hardly ever enjoyed ever playing with a movie design toy because their transformations make me angry um, most of the time. You know, the more simple ones are fine, and sometimes the more complex ones are fine. But for the most part, they make me mad. So I just told myself, you have to stop doing this. But I do run into difficulties with that rule, like the Studio Series Grimlock, the later one, is so good 
and it doesn't piss me off that I just had to break my rule on that one. Ugh. And I hated breaking that rule because it's like, oh, it's a movie figure, but dang it, it's so good. So I had to kind of expand it where, you know, my movie figure rule kind of changed and morphed to where it became if I really like a character and if I really think it's a worthwhile figure. You know, like the one that violates it is the um, the Bumblebee style, the Bumblebee movie, Optimus Prime. I have because I really like the design, but I don't like the toy. So I probably do need to get rid of it. You know, because it, it's on the edge of my role. <laughs> the Bumblebee design Bumblebee, I definitely need to get rid of. Not so sure anyone would give me 50 cents for that thing, but... That yeah, would, see, would be the, wrong. The, the, the tough more like fifty-five dollars. Mm, I'll take it. <laughs> the the tough thing for me is I feel like that like my personal collecting rules kind of clash with yours, Anna, and mine is is to stay in my lane. So like, and I break this, you know, every once in a while, and then I'm like, what have I done? I need to sell this crap off. But <clears throat> like, I try to say I'm only collecting X line. So like, I'm collecting you know, the Generations line, like, mainline. Like, I used to collect Masterpiece and Third Party. You know, I still collect a little bit of uh, Third Party, but it's ma mainly, like, MMC, IDW character, you know, kind of stuff. And so, for me, like, that, like, kind of fits into where, like, I can have multiple characters, but it has to be within that. Whereas you are, like, one per character, but it could be, like, from anything it could be some crazy knock chinese knockoff like whatever and that's your one character and so but i i couldn't do that it like just frustrates me to you know to collect like that because i just see it as not fitting into my collection if it's some weirder thing but you've totally made it work i know that we i think you know we've all seen your collection and it, it somehow all works with all of the eclectic stuff you have. I was showing it off to the, the book club people last night, and I kept saying, you know, ah, both Paul and Lucas have called my collection eclectic when they saw it. And it's like, well, yeah, people do call my collection eclectic. And it definitely is. Like, just it's not a code word. <laughs> it's just what it is. It's, it's the true. truth. No, it definitely is. You know, I have my... I have my swindle here, and then, you know, okay, I guess it's a generation figure, too. You know, shield face, double face, double shield face. But then, you know, I've got this Minerva sitting here that's completely out of the aesthetic with them. And then um, some tiny turbo changers. When I painted, why did I paint a tiny turbo changer? Because I think it's fantastic, and I love it. It makes it look good. It's fun. And then, oh, well, here's a random third party figure of a GoBot. Why? Because it's cool, and I like it. So, yes, it is eclectic. There's also I mean, a Baldrina doll on my desk. I mean, what the hell? I just have things I like. I've seen a lot of people's collections over the years, and, like, some of them stand out. You're like, whoa, this is this is not like the others, you know? And, like, yours is in that group, I would say. It's like Botch the Crab, who, like, ten years ago, like, I got all the pretenders, man. And he, like, has them up on, a wall, on his wall, like, <laughs> and you're like, you have the pretenders? But like now it's like, wow, that's really cool and retro. And, you know, a lot of people did not like those toys for a long time. But it's cool that someone appreciates this thing that not everyone, that a lot of people overlook. And I think you have a lot of that in your, <laughs> a lot of that. your collection. Not only that. 
Well, I think that's you, you have a baller collection. To, I think it's an important point to bring up, Paul, because you know now that we're all online, we can see each other's collections a lot. And I've got to say, I have seen a complete G184 set more times than probably anything else. That's not unique. You know, I've right. seen a full collection of all the masterpiece art guys. Like everyone does that. What is what is it about your collection that makes you unique? And if you want to, if that's what you want, please do it. But when I was you know way deep in a masterpiece, I kept seeing. That. I was like, well, I'm doing the same thing that everyone else is doing. Right. That doesn't make me happy. So I got got rid of them. Now I'm Mr. Botbot. I have a complete set from series one through five. Is anyone else? Probably not. Do I? Yeah, and it makes me happy. <laughs> Yeah, that was one of the things that helped get me out of masterpieces because everybody else like had those the detoffs filled with you know G one masterpiece and third party whatever, and I'm like, oh, you know, okay, I guess that's cool, sure. But then I always appreciated the guys like you know Paul or Rick or Peter or whatever that would pull out just this really crazy rare stuff that. I don't know. I like. I appreciate that more. I feel like than the stuff that like everybody has. Lucas, tell the story of you know my displays that you saw and made fun of me for, and that that's what ultimately got me out of masterpiece. Oh, you shamed him out of masterpiece? Yes, because okay, so he oh, had these detox set up behind him. Or, so he had these detops all set up with like great lighting and whatever, right? And he had it for his Lego, the Bionicle collection, and his like, you know, mainline figures and all that from Transformers, right? And then on this like $30 Walmart shelf or whatever, over in the corner in the dark, he had like all these fans, toys, Dinobots and stuff, you know? And I'm like, like, look, like, what, what is this? If you're not going to display this right, like, you know, like, obviously you do not prefer those figures if they're just sitting there in the corner like that. My, my fans' good. toys, Dinobots, are in the bottom of a Besta behind a door that has no glass. It's just opaque and gray, and they're hidden, and I don't care. I cared, and that's what, that's what got me out. So it was like, it, Lucas was right. I was really nicely lighting stuff I cared about and putting off in a corner in an unlit shelf um, that I actually found at a dumpster uh, all these valuable toys. I was like, what is the point of this? gathering dust so i sold them it was great and now that shelf is lighted i, I lighted it every summer it looks much nicer now and you know like i think that points out just like one rule that really matters to me and i think i think in some ways it matters to christians sometimes i know that you do bend to an extent but you also then rotate so you take things out of bends at times they don't live in bins forever like that is one definite rule i have that i i cannot break like that would bother me too much like if it if it, it would really bother me to have toys i couldn't display or i didn't display like they need to be yeah. up and i know a lot of you do the whole bin thing and right right he's got the the hashtag bin life totally up there <laughs> And it's fine. Like other people enjoy that type of collecting. I I don't like at all. Like the fact that I have some things in my closet still that I haven't displayed. Like I have my old my old dolls that I used to collect that I haven't displayed because my husband finds them creepier than my Transformers. Um, they are creepier than my Transformers, but they're great. Um, I I 
it makes me sad. Like, I think, like, man, those are being wasted. Those are super cool. They need to be out, and they need to change clothes sometimes and all that kind of stuff. And it bums me out. So, you know, that's a rule I can't break. The one per character is more of a, like, space limitation thing and just trying to keep myself reasonable. But, like, the, the bin thing would just, oh, I would go crazy. I'd like to say two things. Um, one... Today I took a long lunch because my bins, my totes have been discontinued by Home Depot. So I have over 200 of the same tote. And now I don't know what to do. So I'm having a crisis. So I, I, I drove down two two counties away and hit all the uh, Home Depots in Sarasota and Bradenton. And uh, found found a big zip zilch. And uh, I, I wrote a... Uh, I, I called their... their customer service line and they were like mm-hmm. we can't tell you that it's discontinued but we don't sell them anymore and they're exclusive to this store so so there's that that's one thing so that's how, how totes I am uh, two they don't live in the tote forever occasionally you do an inventory like this weekend I revisited all of my anamorphs and let me tell you it was it was something it was morphin time As a kid, those books were amazing. I, I never the, had the toys, but the books, A+. Plus. The books came out when I was like 18, and I was just like, this is not for me. These toys, these are also not for me, but they say Transformers, so I better get them. The books were not for you, but the books were for me. That's our age difference. It was great. So, Peter, what happens, The you know, back to the bins, like, are there other bins that are a similar size to that? Or, like, does it, like, could <clears throat> could you somehow, like, switch to another bin for, like, another, Peter, you, you gotta convert like, area? To you... the, the super awesome 25 bucks a piece container store archival totes. Those things are lit. Well, see, I was going to say the, the best bins to go to are those uh, the black and yellow ones that are, like, ubiquitous everywhere now. Like, those aren't good. Guys, no, those you, think, rot. you guys know you're giving, you're giving this guy advice on bins? He just told you he called the fucking company and complained about the bins not being made. I think he has more to say. You're right. I'm, I'm good. We're good. Well, I'm sorry to hear that, Peter, because that I'm, is annoying. I'm, I'm, I'm heartbroken and a little panicky. So, I remember when I had to get some new bins, and I had all the same bin, but they're from Home Depot, and they're like a little more. Wait, yours are from Home Depot too, right? Yeah, they they were the. I mean, they were okay. So, I actually have two styles of bin. I've got the Rubbermaid Roughneck 37 gallon, and then they replaced those in 2018, around summer of 2018, with the Husky 37 gallon, which yeah. was slightly different dimensions, but same colors and same volume, and they stack well enough. Well, now the Huskies are gone, and they're not replacing them with anything, and there's no, there's nothing at Home Depot, Lowe's. We we got a, a tractor supply now, and they're, they're not there. They, you know where they are? You know where they are to our Canadian listeners? They're at Continental Tire, but they won't ship to the United States. They have them there. There's all the ones I want in Canada, and I, I was told I could plan a road trip, but I can't drive in the winter to Canada for my Florida ass. I'll die in Vermont somewhere on my way to – yeah. So I, I can't. I, I need help. <laughs> Someone help me. 
the yeah. dying part wasn't funny, of course, Peter. But the way you phrased uh, it, I'll be back. I, I, I'm a little concerned that you're considering taking a road trip across over to Canada in order to source bins. You know, I'll take a road trip <laughs> just, to, to do whatever. Man. That's just true. Pick me up on the way. We'll go together. It'll be great. Sounds reasonable to me. If you have a bin rule, you have to follow it. See, gotta follow the rules. You have to do it. Well, guidelines. Yeah, like. Because I have two type, I have two types, and I, I want them to stay within that. So I've like seriously, I've been checking Craigslist all over Florida, all over Georgia, and I've got a, yeah, I've got people that are willing to help me out with stuff like that. So I'm checking in their local areas, look for people who are selling stuff on Facebook Marketplace and on Craigslist. If they're selling totes that are my totes, I want those totes. Yeah, what kind of totes are they again? Uh. The ones that are currently available or were currently available are Husky 37-gallon uh, high-top storage totes. They're black and gray. Gray with a black lid. Oh, and at one of the Home Depots, they had seven lids. Seven lids, but no totes. So I wandered the store, and they had requisitioned, they had requisitioned the totes for random, like, their own storage in the store. Like, and they had marked on it with marker, like, this is so-and-so's blah-blah crap. And it's like, I want that. That's, that's for me. That's my tote. But it wasn't my tote. So follow the rules. Um, Paul, you haven't said anything, and you have some rules of your own for your collection. Let's hear what you got. Well, I was going to tell a tote story, but I think we've moved on. <laughs> so, no, tell, tell your tote uh, story, and then we can move on to your, your next thing. It, it's irrelevant at this point. Okay, fair uh, enough. Um, yeah, I mean, I got... I've listened to, I mean, I've been listening pretty intently on what you guys are saying, and I'm trying to figure out, like, what I want to say about it. But, like, I, you know, I think, I think rules are good, and I, but I like the idea of them being guidelines, because, you know, you do have to break them once in a while. And Christian mentioned the thing about, I don't have a problem with this. I just think, like, the longer you're a collector, the harder it is to stick to, like, a monetary sort of ceiling, because you, because it's almost like it's like emotional to break it for the first time, and um, and it, I don't know. It it just it seems to it seems a lot of people break it, and I see a, pe- a lot of people talking about that. Like I thought I would never spend more than fifty bucks on a toy, and then they're holding like a thousand dollar combiner. You know, I'm like, whoa, bro. Like it just you know sometimes it goes really fast. But so I think you know the idea of guidelines is good. I mean, I my. Oh, on myself later in my career like this oh, is did. a year old rule at this point oh well that's so it's not a that's thing that's always been. but again it's it, it's something where it's it's more of a guideline for you christian not like sure. a rule because like for example the last member of the djd from mmc is you... dropping and that is not a you know that that is definitely over a hundred dollars you know so yep. it's just one I'm... of those like do you really want it kind of thing? Like, if yes, you and that's look, what it's like, meant to do. It's meant to make me think, do I really want this as much as it costs? Well, where I see so that really coming into, where I see that coming into play is keeping you from overpaying for figures yes. too. Yeah. You know, especially like these days with so much stuff mm-hmm. that's like disappearing and it's, before it even comes out and that kind of crap. So, you know, patience is something you have to, you have to really have to like, have discipline in this hobby to know like when when to buy something and when not to you know and like if you have a if you have a price and if you wait long enough it'll come around 
You know, it might be like 10 years, but it'll happen. <laughs> so that, I mean, that's a whole, that's a whole nother type of rule, you know, that I think is really important. And I don't think that was really the, the focus of this discussion. It's more about like the, what do you collect and why sort of thing? And why don't you collect other things? Well, I think that's a good point to make, Paul, because that was, that was a rule I always had for myself with everything before I started like heavy in this hobby and I got my first like serious adult job as a professor was that I never paid full price for anything. If I wanted something, you know, I would hunt around for a coupon or something. I would wait for the Toys R Us Christmas ad to go buy a masterpiece figure so I could get a small discount on it. I would use that Target coupon that came out every year to get a discount on something if I wanted an expensive transformer. I never paid full price. I waited for clearance. I waited for sales. I wouldn't just be like, oh, day one, going toy hunting, have to find this. I would go find it, and then I would come back try to get it when it went on sale when there was a buy two get one or something and you know for back in the day that actually brought me about a, bleh, a bunch of pleasure and now i don't do it anymore well it's harder to do now <laughs> it really is it's just harder because the toy industry i mean i'm assuming this is what i keep hearing the toy industry has shrunk so much that um they just produce less and they put out more stuff more quickly blah 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 but as far as like my collecting rules I don't remember. I, okay, I do remember why I did this. I decided because I was kind of. I think like most collectors, you start up and you're just like, yeah, I'm gonna get everything, just like Christian said. And even though you know it's like pretty unattainable, you just try. You know, like I'll just pick. Oh, I don't have that. I'll pick that up. I don't have that. I'll pick that up. But after a while, you know, all these other things you've mentioned set in. Like I don't like all this stuff. Why do I have it? It's taking up space. It's costing me money. So, like, I think if you want to stay, that can set a lot of people off of the hobby. Like, oh, forget it. I don't want to do it. But if you set your rules up for, like, you know, you can, if you set up the rules that make you happy and make sense, you can have some longevity in the fandom. You know? Like, because your rules will evolve and because the brand evolves and all that stuff. But if you if you make some pretty realistic and what I think can be fun rules, you can you can do pretty good. And so, you know, I always bring up the character collecting thing, but that was what happened when I saw that website that Elvin Pena put up, which was every, and this is almost laughable these days, but like back in like 2004 or five, he put up this website that just had, he had an MISB of every Optimus Prime and pretty much every kind you could think of, like not, a hundred percent of the variants, but a lot of them. And I was like, like just seeing them all in real life photographs on his table, one after the other, I was just like, this is what I want to do. This is awesome. But I was like, I don't want to do Optimus prime. Cause this guy's done it. So I'm going to do, well, I guess I like Starscream. So I, that's, that's what happened. And I met that dude at, at, uh, 2006, either 2006 or 2007 BotCon. He had a table. Because he was selling it. He was selling all his crazy stuff. Like, he had the Lucky Draws, and he had he had lunchtime specials, all that stuff. And so I met him. He was just sitting there at his table, and I was just like, dude, I love you. <laughs> like, I love what you do. It's awesome. It really inspired me. That's kind of, like, why I collect the way I do. And it's just funny, because he was getting out. He's like, well, okay. You want this Optimus Prime? <laughs> it's like, no. But, um... You know, I think he had—he just felt like he had achieved what he wanted to. Plus, he had a kid coming, and so he was like, "Well, I'm out." You know, and um, 
since then, I'm, I've still been going. I've been on this track to get, like, all the Star Screams mint and sealed box, like, ready ready to, you know, like, they were on the shelf. That's what I have been going for. And, you know, that is enough to keep one person busy for Transformers. But at some point, you get them all. <laughs> so then you're like, well, wait a minute, are there more? Are there other ones I've never seen before you know your rules will evolve as your collection evolves and so now it's like oh i don't have the 1986 starscream that has a different assortment number on the box that came with cyclonus and scourge after the movie which is something i didn't even really know existed until what's his the hartman's made a note the hartman's made notes of all the assortment numbers and stuff and then Uh, i started plugging him into schmacks so where you see him on schmacks that's me Well, I saw it from um, I Am Ratchet. He had one. He's like, oh, this is a special assortment number. Did you know it? I'm like, I didn't. I didn't know. <laughs> but I did not. I did not buy that from him. It you was should. cool, though. It's You're going to well, need it at some point. At some point, you're going to be like, exactly like you said. I've run yeah. out of things to buy, I think. Oh, here's a thing. And then well, you're going to get it. Yeah, just, you know, like when, you, when you're talking like you're buying a unique piece from I Am Ratchet that's like special, it's like... <laughs> Forget the monetary rules at that point. Goodbye. There are no, there are no monetary rules if you want everything. <laughs> Whatever it is that you true. want. Yeah. We live to sabotage each other. I enjoy watching that. <laughs> well, I'm also pretty satisfied. Like I'm kind of, I'm kind of done. You know, like I'm never done, done. But I've, unless it's like at this point, all I need is stuff going forward, mostly, because I've kind of got all the things on my list. Which feels it, actually, I'm at peace with it. Like a lot of people can't handle it if they get there. They're like, well, yeah. that's why they start digging in now. They need the more expensive stuff, and suddenly those monetary rules disappear. But uh, I feel like I'm pretty, pretty good with it. Like I'm pretty happy. I just now I just need to like do something with it. Like make, make a public. Maybe I don't. Maybe I don't need to show it off. Maybe I just need to be happy. I know I got it because that's make, well. But make you also like spinning icons and spinning star screams. <laughs> They're like like the box art. Like really cheesy, and it has like music that plays. Oh, I like yeah, like, gif gif hey, bit, Yeah, I used to own Starscreamer.com, but I don't anymore. So. Yeah, that that got sold to a different company. Don't 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 go to that site. <laughs> but uh, I have, I mean, I do have other collections though. I was gonna say you started doing other character collecting as well, right? Like, have you? Yeah, I know Grimlock is one of them, right? And I think. I see Jetfire. Yeah, um, so that's how I collect loose figures now. I just get Optimus. I mean, the list is pretty long. It's like, at some points, I've I've been like, oh, should I should I collect this and that? Like, I've thought about, oh, I should start a Ratchet collection, but I'm like, no, like I, I you don't really like Ratchet. I don't know. Like, it's mostly A-listers, and it's not because they're A-listers. It's because I like those characters. Right. But like I like Astro Train and Blitzwing, but I don't care about Springer, you know, for instance, mostly Decepticons. But but yeah, so I will for my care, my, my non Starscream character collections. That's how I buy new toys. Essentially, I will like it. Oh, there's a Shockwave in this line. OK, I'll buy it and I'll open it and I'll put it in with all the other ones. And I unlike, you know, what you were describing Anna, I really do dig seeing them all together and seeing. And to me, it doesn't matter if they're good or bad. It's Shockwave. 
so it's there. You know what I mean? Like that's that's uh, my hang up is right there. So, but I, but that also means I do not get to enjoy a lot of cool new toys that come out. Like I don't buy the Sideswipe or I don't buy uh, any of the modulated, you know, any character that doesn't fit. I just, I just, you know, maybe if I see it at someone else's house, I can be like, oh, cool. But like, I can usually get the toy from looking at the, the pretty pictures online. I'm like, oh, I can see, like, I don't know the transformation, but I'm like, oh, that's neat. Like, it's good enough for me just to know it's out there. Then I, then some little voice in my head saying, go get it. Go get that Scorponok. You know, like, I don't, I don't need to go there. So one thing, when I switched yeah. to the Transformers mainline stuff, like, I felt like I had, you know, I wanted to get, like, all of it. Like, all the Hasbro mainline, like, generation stuff that's coming out. And I've recently kind of been reevaluating that just because of the fact that Hasbro's released so many of similar, of the same character, like, over and over again, like, in slightly different decos. So, like, the fact that they released Siege and the fact that they released Earthrise now and the fact that they're doing Netflix, you know, and these are all, like, just slightly different and, like, some exclusives and whatever. And I'm like, man, I really don't need this many Megatrons or I don't need this many... You know, like, I feel like if they had spaced it out more, like, the fact that we would get one per character, like, every couple years or whatever, you know, like, I, I, like, it doesn't feel the same as, like, the fact that it's like, oh, here, here's, like, three, you know, prowls or whatever, like, all, all that kind of stuff. So, I don't know, Christian, I know you've kind of felt the same way. I, I know we've done yeah. former shows on on this as well, but I feel like it's starting to break me that I'm going to have to get rid of some of that stuff. It's hard and you have to go in and, you know, pick which one, like, which is the Megatron. You can never pick just one. It's like, well, I, I like G2 Megatron. Here's my G1 Megatron. And here's my, you know, action master Megatron, and, you know, just, you got to pick all the, all the certain things. But another weird thing that I do that I'm not even sure all of you guys know about I like to, if I really like a figure, like if I really like the mold, I like to get every version of that mold released that isn't a Lucky Draw. Because Lucky Draws are their own rabbit hole. So I've done that four times. They're all with Optimus Primes, interestingly enough. I did it with Classics Optimus, Animated Voyager Optimus, um, Prime First Edition Optimus, and the Age of Extinction Leader Optimus. I don't know why they're all optimists. I don't. You guys, you've seen my seeker collection. They're all lined up that way, so you can see that they're all the same. That's a weird thing that I do, but a rule there, like I said, is to not get lucky draws because I will never find them. It will never happen, and that's okay. Mm, you never know. It will never happen at a price I am willing to pay. See, you just added a rule to it. That no, nah, no. Nah. <laughs> See, that's definitely one of those things where um, I definitely have a like a, a Paul-like thing where I think that the mold collecting looks really cool when Christian does it. Like, his mold displays are really fun. When I look at those, I go, wow, that's really neat, Christian. That's a fun little display. It's cool. And I definitely, a thousand million percent, don't want to do it. Like, I more or less have a very kind of loose... I don't collect the same mold more than once unless it's significantly different or like I'm just in love with the mold and I need both those characters. 
Otherwise, I try to stick to one per mold as well, just so I have more variety in my collection. There's two interesting sub-stories about the way I do that. I got all the classics Optimuses, and then a month later, I sold half of them. Because I was like, I don't even really like all of these, but I, I got them all to accomplish the goal. Now the goal is done, and I got rid of them. On the you contrary... Pulled, you pulled an Elven Painter? I guess. I, yeah, I sold about half of them. Surge has one. Nick got a couple. Uh, I don't know where the others went. It's been several years since I did that. It was right after... Um, uh, what's his name? Peter, the Powered Convoy one. 2017? Yeah. What's his name? The Powered Convoy one. Magna. Yeah. Magna Convoy. Magna Convoy. Thank you. Um, Blue on dude. the opposite side, the Prime for Sedition Prime is my very favorite Transformers toy of all time. So much so that I'm now getting KO colors of it because I want more. So I got a Nemesis one because they never made one. I've got a Shatter Glass one on order because they never made one of those either. And if that company continues to make knockoffs of that mold, I'm going to keep buying them because I love it so much. You know it's not the same mold anymore, right? Once the KO yeah, companies get it. Oh, okay. But it transforms the same and it looks the same, so it's close enough. And if Hasbro decided to resurrect that mold and actually release those colors like they're doing you know, with Breakdown or whatever, I would get rid of my KOs in a heartbeat and get the officials. But they don't exist, so I'm expanding my collection my own way. And I think an important thing that, like, we've all been kind of getting at, but we haven't said out loud, is that, like, I think we've kind of illustrated that, you know, trying to follow Christian's rules would drive me crazy. And, and Lucas will often comment on my rules as if he thinks I might be slightly crazy uh, because of the way I collect things. You know, sometimes people call my collection eclectic in a positive way like Paul does, and some people call it eclectic in a not-so-positive way like, you know, it's disorganized or random or something like that. And I think, like, our rules are self-serving, right? Like, they are, they may sound crazy to you, they may sound problematic to each other, but that's because they are literally self-serving. Because I wouldn't get any joy from owning a whole bunch of iron hides, right? Like, that would not excite me. Iron hide does not matter enough to me. I want one iron hide. I want him to be a cool iron hide. And you, but, said you, you tried to do it. You, you did it with Magnus, and it didn't do it for you. Right. It didn't excite me. But you know what does excite me? The fact that my Coletti rules don't have any rules that keep me from owning crap like this. I'm a little frog guy. There's nothing in my rules to keep me from buying a weird toy from a Chinese toy line that I know almost nothing about, where you take his legs off and put him on his back and open his chest eyes and make him into a little frog dude. Do it. Chest do eyes? It. Well, well, wait, okay, quick question about that. So if your rules don't stop it, so is it because there aren't, does it fit like a puzzle piece into your rules somewhere or does it bypass them 100% and that's why it works? No, it, I mean, I guess it really does fit into my rules because I will buy something that I think is a fun toy and a unique robot thing. Like, and I will it, always get those. That 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 is needed. That's and it is the really only enjoy. frog... It's the only frog guy you have, so it fits the one character thing. Yeah, I, I don't Just have... There the are that... several versions of this character out there. There are? Several, oh, yes. There's, like, four versions, and I'm only going to own the one. I got the one that I thought was coolest. I definitely researched it, but, you know, here's, here's frog mode, everybody. 
Josephine's chastised. And this is this is fun to me, right? Like I would be bummed if I had a rule that said I don't get to own this thing. And I don't. I get to own this thing. It's weird. It's goofy. And it's fun. No frog formers. That would oh, be sad to, rule. I'm really gonna have to take that with me and think about it. Does, is it there because it fits, or is it there because it doesn't not fit? That's. Ooh, I wasn't trying to bust any brains with that one, but you never know. Well, advertising for two weeks from now, this is what we're talking about. How how do I make my collection fit what I want for the rest of my life? That's generally, generally the topic we're having in two weeks. Come back to that. Sometimes our minds are easily blown. It's because we take collecting too seriously. That's true. Yeah, I know. I, I, I feel like that we all have these, like, existential crisis is like every how every so often you know and it's because your rules don't work yeah you stick to the rules peter and i we got our rules down from the fact that this is suddenly a freaking office right like this did not used to be an office this used to be the toy room where anna went and did things on her computer and looked at her toys now it's a freaking office where I have to be a professor. Ugh. So I have to make modifications to make this more office-y over the break. That's my existential crisis. You know, that, that's it. Have we done a topic about, like, how the pandemic has affected our collecting directly? Because that's... No, no, we haven't. We'll have to we'll, we'll have to add that to the list here. There. I have right. so much to talk about with that one. Just Might to want to be get, a guest or something. Done. This is mm. just not a. This is not a workplace. This is a. So, this is a wonderful museum. So, right? Paul, Paul, um, could you ever see yourself like selling your Starstream collection, or is it like, are, like, are you gonna get buried with that thing, that stuff? Um, great question. I have thought about selling a lot of my stuff a lot of times, and it kind of. I can usually like push it, stave it off, you know, but I don't like the question is always like, well, what could you, s the question is never like, will you sell the star screams? It's like, what other than the star screams would you sell? Because like, mm -hmm. I could probably, I could probably be perfectly happy with just the star screams. And then like, they, you know, they're not all out <laughs> by any means. So, um, and then that leads me down a path where I'm like, well, if that's really what you care about, why do you have this other stuff, you know? And why can't you just let it go? Yeah, and back in two weeks. Yeah. So, but I mean, I kind of, I have definitely. There's one time in my life where I really like was like, what am I doing? Like, I got like snapped out of it in a way. And this was quite a few years ago, and I remember it. And I was like, I'm just, what am I doing? It's time a, to get rid of this stuff. It's a scary like, one. It felt okay. But it, again, it kind of it kind of went away. I'm like, no, I you know I actually do like this, and um, I guess I guess I would just I just I find reasons to keep it. But I'm having a kid soon, and maybe I, my priorities will change. But I can't imagine I would get rid of the star screams because it's just I wouldn't say it's part of my identity, but I'm very it makes I'm very um, personally satisfied by it. They make you happy. Yeah, I wouldn't want to. I mean, I've thought about what if the house burnt down, but like I'm not starting over. Like <laughs> that would be awful. But I don't know what I'd do. 
So I'm not going to sell the Starscreams. Bottom line. Yeah. Yeah, that's why I was curious if you were, you know, since you're having a kid on the way, if you've been rethinking your collecting yourself. If I was going to get rid of something, and I, I've already sold, like I sold all my animated toys, mint and sealed box. I've sold most of my prime toys, mint and sealed box. I still have classics and a lot of the mainline stuff still. Mm. But I'm like, why do I need to keep this? It was all, I, only, I got it because I thought it would be the penultimate edition, but that keeps... The goalposts keep changing every few years, so it's like a silly thing, and I probably, I probably will toss it at some point. I know I you only ask if Paul. So, I know so you Peter, only ask if Paul would be buried with his toys, but I wouldn't be buried with my frog. Make it happen. So, Peter, could you ever see yourself? I, I think you've answered that before that you've had to sell parts of your collection over the years is that right there, there were a couple of instances where yeah out of out of out of personal necessity or whatever i had to offload some things and then i immediately bought them back cuz yep could you ever see yourself like selling a chunk of your collection at this point or i that's a tough one to to answer I'd, I'd like to say, yeah, it'll be super easy to sell some toys, but I don't know that it'll, yeah, yep, I don't have a need for it, so I don't want to touch it yet in my brain. Right. Uh, I, I can say that if I had to make choices, they would be difficult choices. I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to sell my, like my 86 masterpiece guys, because I just, the 86 cast is, they're, everyone's my friends, but man, something about 86. Um, and my Gen 1 stuff wouldn't go. Any of it. Japanese, European, US, I've, it's just, it's too perfect. And, uh, yeah. And maybe Chug. And maybe Animorphs. <laughs> Kiss players. Yeah. Q Transformers. Gotta keep them all. My, my Koro Qs, <laughs> my Q Transformers, my Q Robos. Yeah. Yeah, and if you you know if you're gonna keep that, you might as well keep Cyberverse and you know. and, and my my clones and my SCFs and my my RPMs and my Speed Stars and my Hero Mashers. Come back next week for part two of our uh, what the hell are these lines lines? Because it's gonna be great. And, and I'm gonna be over there in the corner, just kind of like staring blankly while you and Rick rattle off ten years of Transformer sublines. It'll be great. So. Peter, Peter, what's if you had to put it in one hand or the other, it, which is more important to you, masterpiece or or the, the or the masterpiece you mentioned, the '86 or whatever, you know, the masterpiece figures you like, or like G1 stuff? G1, no question. G1 nope. is the pinnacle. Burn, burn everything. Leave the G1 alone. And when you say G1, you mean vintage G1, I'm assuming, right? I, I mean, yes. Yeah. Mitten, so box, all of it. <laughs> I'll admit, there's, like, there's something special about having the actual vintage stuff sometimes. Like, I'm not a vintage collector at all. But recently, my husband went through some of his old toys from childhood. And he didn't collect Transformers. And he just randomly was like, hey, I've got this, like, I think, it, I think it's a train, but also a man, and maybe it's a spaceship, too. I don't know what the hell this is. And I was like, woo, an astro train. I was so excited. 
And, like, it was really fun to sit down and just play with a G1 Astro Train. I've never owned a G1 Astro Train before. I got to play with it. There's something special about that toy that kind of just, like, I don't know. I don't ever want to get rid of it now because it's cool. It lives with my Octane I've had forever. Um, they'll be friends. Well, and the thing that was great about G1 is, is that they were very eclectic because, you know, they bought all, all these different toy lines you know, from various, like, oh, they're robots, and so they had the Takara ones, and, you know, they had the, uh, like, they bought a couple from, well, Bandai, or whatever, some of the Bandai stuff, and, like, whatever, like, they, like var various vintage toy lines and stuff, and then Hasbro came up with their own designs and whatever, too, and so, like, that, like, I feel like that it's very, you know, it's like Skylinks, like, where did that thing come from, you know? Toy so, box. Taka Token yeah. Toys. Right. Toy box. Guys, he came from outer space. <laughs> he came from heaven because he's such a fun design and so weird. Toy box. So, I think Christian is. I think Peter's that, right. I don't know what I'm saying. Do you know what I'm saying, Peter? I know what you're saying, uh, and I'm not always right. In this instance, you're right. Oh, I know. <laughs> So, do we have any collecting rules that we that you guys have that we haven't covered yet? Well, no one's talked about, you know, packaging variants and that stuff. I guess I, I touched on it, but, like, that's where the fun begins. That's, we want to talk about rabbit holes. Yeah. Yeah. That's beyond me. I don't me. collect anything to keep in box. Well, mo no, me neither. I would say most collectors um the majority ignore international variants that peter touched on earlier you know like the the mask stuff from south america or whatever right. and, you know like there's a whole nother there's like you know the, the the brand is a tree and there's like these stems that shoot off at certain points for other countries and then you know, sometimes it's not just the packaging that's a variant. It's like the whole damn toy is different, and that's right. that's really fun. And the instructions can be different, and the the accessories can be different. And some people like act like that doesn't matter, and that and that's fine. You can ignore it if you want, but the but like they I part I party with the dudes that like care that the Italian seekers have bopper missiles, you know, and that's why we call them and, bopper and, missiles. And the Autobot cars, and and in Mexico for the IGA Megatron, he was a heroic Autobot, and oh, and yeah. Redfoot Prime, and just there's there's so, and you want to talk, you're into minibots, you're yeah. doing all the crazy minibots, and Ronan's into minibots. There are a lot of people into minibots, and just minibots are insane globally. They're just they're just so yeah. much fun. The Australia and the Antex, and all the other like rando colored stuff and the micro change stuff. It's just it's so much fun, and it's so daunting, and I I can't. Wait till I get to the point where, because I'm not into minibots yet. I have a couple of Australias and a couple of Antexes, but I don't have any of the, like really hard to find stuff. I don't have like 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 Constructicon gears or anything like that. But I I really cool. can't. It, he's really cool. I can't wait to get to the point where I'm buying Outback colored bronze or whatever the hell is going on. Pipes colored huffers and 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 and, and getting to the point where my collection's like, well, I've got all this crap. Cool. Let's go get some fun stuff. You know and get reinvigorated. I was talking with Lady Destron just this past weekend because I'm like, I'm getting to the point in my collection where I have to buy a bunch of boxed Superlink stuff. 
And I don't want to buy a bunch of box Superlink stuff because Superlink doesn't excite me. And I already have all the Energon stuff, and this is going to be lame, and I'm going to be not invigorated. She's like, you're going to find something that you're going to be invigorated and excited about to get. And things like minibots and chasing those around and chasing rando IGAs and rando uh, uh, gig stuff, that's exciting. And finding new ways to adapt your rules to keep the excitement going and chasing that high, if that's what it is, because someone mentioned that in the in the comments, yeah. I think, then then by all means, my old ass is going to be chasing it, that dragon for the rest of my days. Yeah, so, about end, end game content. My, but my, my question, though, Peter, is, is like when you talk about like your rules that is making you buy things you don't want to buy, like, is it just something where it's like, it's just going to be this like itch in the back of your brain forever if you don't do it like so it's almost like all right i guess i have to i have to do it i have to get these things but they don't it's compulsion. Like, yeah. yeah i i if i don't if i don't get the super link stuff i my brain will be mad at me and it'll impact me in other ways so but I like mean, why just, do you why do you have to do brain. it now you could just be like well i'm gonna get it later and that later might be 20 years from now I could do it later. I could do it in 20 years, and that would be great. But if I can afford it now and get it done now and just check those boxes now and forget about it now, then I'm going to do that shit now. I'm almost done. I'm, I'm a couple figures away from being done with Beast Wars Neo, aside from the rando merch stuff. Almost done with Beast Wars 2nd. I'm talking, like, sealed sets. Uh, Japanese, uh, regular Beast Wars, non-metals, non non-returns, non-Telemocha, non-Neo, non-Second. I'm just, just regular Beast Wars. Almost done. Uh, so I'm running out of, and those all excite me. I'm excited when I'm like going through my metal sets. I'm like, ooh, look at this, look at this, look, 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 look. It's a lot of fun. And then I look at Micron Densetsu, and it's like, oh. <laughs> Can I interject a question here for that? Go. So if you, you're saying that you would like to finish Superlink now because you can afford to do so, or Micron Densetsu because you can afford to do so and they're available and you can do it, right? What I, what I, okay, when I say afford, I can afford to knock out Micron Densetsu and I can afford to knock out Superlink while doing things that keep me excited. Does that make sense? So I don't have to only chase Superlink and be mad at it for five months or whatever, however long it takes me to finish it up. I can get eight Superlink figures over here and then a couple of G1 things over here that I'm like, ooh, that's pretty. And I can get a few more Superlink things over here. And get a couple of more Japanese Beast Wars things over here and be like, ooh, those are pretty and fun. Rather than, I've gotten all the fun stuff that I've been wanting to chase. All my Beast Wars stuff is done. All my Gen 1 stuff is done. All my rando, rando, like, heart, love it stuff is done. And now all I have left is Chromehorn Forest and Command Jaguar Desert. Can you please give me a Chromehorn Forest? Okay. Or Shadowhawk Cosmotype. I love that thing. Yeah, um, that, they're pretty, those ones are pretty, actually. The Terracons are pretty. The real question is, you know, I mentioned, you know, I wouldn't go after MP Hound because for that same price, I could get eight Earthrise Deluxes. You know, I guess I'm trying to ask you, you know, if you didn't get that Superlink stuff, you could maybe chase one of the Australia uh, mini-bots. Mini why mm -hmm. wouldn't you do that instead or do you just not see it that way i will i will get to the australia minibots and i want to want to chase them longer and later okay the the one thing that, that i will say is i've seen some people where they've gotten into their in-game collecting and 
like if you don't have a mix and like and you're on an even keel it can actually be kind of detrimental because like you'd see them and they were like i have two figures that i want to get like you know and it's it's i can't even remember what it was but it's like they listed off you know like whatever and so they spend all year just trying to find those only those two figures and it's almost kind of sad because they're just trying to check that box like it almost just became because those figures are so hard that those specific ones are so hard to find it's almost like it it's frustrating to them you know because they're not getting anything else like they've done everything else and they're just to that so like i do feel like if you can try to keep your collection to where you're like on an even keel and like you know, scratching your itch is as often as you need to and not, not getting it to the point where like we're collecting is fun and not crazy. Yeah. The, the crazy thing. Cause I, I I'm, I'm kind of manic. It comes in waves. I don't know if you guys know. Um, and I'll be, I'll, I'll tell her I'm, I'm so excited. I'm going to do this series or whatever it is. And it's the, the series of the month and I'm chasing this and it's going to be great. I'm going to get it. And she's like, okay, that's yeah. I, I, believe you and then i immediately like shift focus and, and get distracted by some other thing and i'm going to chase this series to the end and and i have to keep that balance of like not throw away but just eh, stuff versus treasures if i don't hit both on a regular basis then my brain starts to freak out does so, does, t- does timing matter for you like as far as chasing Superlink now instead of later like I would, I'm I would think uh, that this might be a decent time to look for Superlink because it's not super expensive yet. It's not super expensive. No one has any nostalgia for it, and it's all available online sealed. Do it. Yeah. So so that so I think that kind of maybe helps answer a question you maybe had, Christian. Like the timing might be right for that kind of thing, whereas. You know, people are excited for Prime again because it's ten years. Like maybe Prime is not the time to be searching for stuff. Right. Not, not that you're looking. I bet you have all that stuff already, Peter. But um, yeah, I, th- I think timing matters in regards to future price. Yes, that that does answer part of my question. Just um, the way Peter collects is so foreign to the way I collect that the timing versus price thing doesn't even really come into consideration for me but i do i do understand the point yeah well when you're when you're trying to complete like a whole line mm-hmm. that is 10 years old like that stuff you, you gotta think about those things because I, it's a i've vector. recently been toying with the idea of completing cybertron do it and it's it's you know half expensive half not you know half available half not and it gets more complicated when you go to Japan and get the Galaxy Force dudes, like all the Micron boosters, because those weren't really super available over here. And then, anyway, it's a whole thing. We'll talk about it in two weeks because I've had some evolving thoughts on it as I've started this project. Sick. Yeah. And I, no one cares about Cybertron. I care about Cybertron because it was like the line that took me from kid to collector. Because I like Transformers as a kid, and then you, you know you. You kind of have to make a bridge somewhere, or you you quit and come back to it later. I never quit and came back to it. I bridged over with Cybertron. Yeah, I, I didn't quit. It was just like a well. I guess I'm at this level now. Well, oh no. A lot of interesting things happened to me in 2005 to turn me into who I am now. 
I'd be interested to hear more. You know most of them. Maybe we can talk to Alec Willows about it. About it. We can. Have, yeah. I will never forget that. <laughs> um, I, I was going to mention tomorrow night on on microcasters we are going to be doing who are we doing Anna? It's Gigawatt, right? Gigawatt, gigawatt. which you're it, super it, excited about. Gigawatt or Jigawatt? It's Jigawatt. It's Gigawatt yeah. for me because I've never Jump. seen the movie. Jumping and Gigawatts. I, I also want to mention I think a- time. Amazon had uh, the trilogy on sale on Blu-ray for like 15 bucks. Like, just get what? it, Anna. Yeah. I should have done that. I need to grab that and just send it to Anna for Christmas and be like, here you go. You're welcome. Will Christian sneak in a, a backdoor Tiger Track review too since they're the kind of same mold? Find out tomorrow. Um, Jazzmeister in the chat is asking us, how often do we reevaluate our rules, if ever? Roughly every 30 seconds. Never. I, I would say probably daily, right? <laughs> At least every month or two. I write them on my wall every day, obsessively. I, I, I feel like that this is our like number one conversation that we have, where all we all talk about these various rules. I mean, sometimes I'll, like I said, I'll think about getting another character, like, oh, I'm gonna get Ratchet, but then I kind of like say why, and I just go back. Ratchet's and... awesome. He's well, an important character throughout the mythos since '84, and he's got really great toys, and and he's your friend. Those he's are the friends. Those are the reasons why I was considering it. I was like, oh, yeah, I want some ratchet in my life. He's cool. Like, I never thought he was as a kid. Now I'm like, he's a cool character. But I pump the brakes. I just go back to what I stick with what I know. Take your foot off that brake. <laughs> <laughs> some, maybe. I should do it sooner than later if I'm going to do it. I'm just a tiny bit obsessive, so I kind of check my, like, collection for my rules almost every day. Like, pretty much when I walk into this room every time, I look around and make sure all my rules are being enforced. And make sure that my collection is right. Checklists for the rules? Yeah, yeah. Only I keep my checklists in my brain because writing them down annoys me for some reason, which is worse. Um, However, you know, for that reason, I do often update my rules. Like, I often will look at things and be like, ooh, have I bent this too much? Have I changed the rule? Does the rule need to change, or do I need to change? And I have to make those decisions. So we can kind of see why you like Ultra Magnus. Is that what you're saying? (laughs) IDW Ultra Magnus? Yes. (laughs) I might be saying that. Wink. So, uh, book club this week is uh, more than meets the eye issues twelve and thirteen. If anyone wants to join on the Discord chat, yeah, uh, that's a good night. series. And I want to say that I have kept up with book club. Like I have made it through all the issues for two straight weeks while we haven't been reading more than meets the eye. Watch me not be able to finish two issues. I just know this is going to happen. Twelve and thirteen is before and after and the hedonia thing right where everyone with the hollow matter avatars it does have hollow matter avatars i know i'll reread that one because i like it yeah all right peter that's where you're gonna have me beat every time i don't know the titles of the comics you're gonna beat me there it's okay you win not a contest (laughs) (laughs) um 
Are we doing an oof my wallet this week, uh, Paul? I don't know. Ask Anna. Yeah. That's going to be three shows in a row if I do it, but I want to because well, I have some things if, if to you, share. You know what? If you don't do it, it's going to be three shows in a row you haven't done. <laughs> oh. Three weeks right. in a row we did not do the show. But I cancel on you like a monster. It's true. It's okay. I, I do have some weird stuff to show off. I can always show off that Astro Train I stole from my husband. You should. We'd love to have you. And uh, we'll see if we can get... Uh, we want to just have at least three. And so Rick and I have been like, should we just do it, you and me? I'm like, we could, but we keep deciding to cancel. So, you know, it's just, it's better as a conversation with three people. At least, so. My eclectic stuff makes it much more interesting. Less it my weird does. dinosaurs. Yeah. One, is that a box? It's another box. Peter, oh. you're you're invited, man. Everyone's invited. <laughs> put put one on the sixteenth for me. So the intention is yes to have an oof on Wednesday. Okay. If there is a if there is a scheduled stream, then it'll definitely happen. If there isn't, there there's, it still might happen. Just you know. there, there we go. So yeah, so all, all the shows are at nine thirty Eastern, eight thirty Central. Tomorrow night is on the tftalk.net Facebook page. The other shows are on the YouTube streams. Uh, and uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I'll have a, we should have a cut the tape this week. Uh, Rick took Thanksgiving off, you know, because life and all that kind of stuff. But uh, he should be back this week. So uh, with cut the tape. So, well, thank you everyone for joining us. Thank you guys for weighing in on your rules. Uh, thank you to everyone in the chat: Catherine, Zaldron, uh, Jazzmeister, uh, Josh. I think. Uh, Gerardo. So, yeah. Thank Melvore. you, guys. Oh, Melvor. Yes, there we go. Forgot that. Thank you. So, I think that's everyone. So, thank you, guys. And we will see you next week. Thanks for hanging out with us. This has been Transformers for your listening pleasure. A presentation of TFTalk.net. We'd like to thank you for listening and ask that you please rate us on your favorite podcast outlet and share us with your friends. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at TFYLP. Email us at podcast at TFYLP.com. This is Paul Lighting, and on behalf of TFYLP, we'd like to thank you again for listening. And we hope you'll join us next time for another TFYLP. <laughs>